thank you for listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. This is your host, Damian. Changes Big and Small will help you take action in your life with intention and purpose. In each episode, I invite you to accept unexpected challenges that will help you make progress to build a life that you want. This is the start of a new season. The focus for this season is relationships, and I will be doing a number of mini-series on different types of relationships, but this first episode is all about relationships in general. We are designed for relationships. We actually have mirror neurons that only light up in our brain when we are in community. We don't know everything that they do, but they seem to help us with identity and empathy, among other things. So what is a relationship? According to the Mental Health Foundation in the UK, a relationship is the way in which two or more people are connected or the state of being connected. Relationships include the intimate relationships we have with our respective partners, those we form with our parents, siblings, and grandparents, and those we form socially with our friends, work colleagues, teachers, healthcare professionals, and community. So we can form a wide variety of different types of relationships under different conditions and with different people. We can have distant relationships, medium relationships, or close relationships. Distant relationships are the ones that we have with people that we may come across infrequently, and our relationship with them is built around a particular purpose. So for example, that could be your doctor or your language teacher or the person who works at a cafe that you go to every day. If you haven't gone to the next level of building a medium relationship, And that's mainly based on social environment, and it tends to involve the expression of positive emotions. There can sometimes be negative emotions, for example, at work or with casual friends, but the wide range of emotions is more prevalent in close relationships. And these are our loving relationships. This is where we aim to understand and to be understood to support and to be supported. The psychologist Levinger, I'm not sure how you say his name, developed the five stages of interpersonal relationships. And when he developed this, it came up about romantic relationships. However, other psychologists have explained that those five stages apply to all of the different types of relationships we might have. Those stages are acquaintance, build-up, continuation, deterioration, and ending. So for the first one, acquaintance. This is where we might meet somebody and feel some sort of attraction to them, or we could end up meeting somebody because of circumstances. This often happens at work or in the places we frequent. The second stage is build up, and that is when we start to identify similarities with another person or people, and we start to build trust with them and be comfortable with them. Continuation is when a commitment starts to develop. This is where we're beginning to deepen our trust, 
And this is actually a great point for professional relationships as well as more intimate relationships. This is where we begin to have social currency as well. When a relationship is not that healthy, it then moves into the next two stages. The fourth stage is where we start to see deterioration. This could be because of a serious disagreement or because of a betrayal. It means that unless something significant is done, the relationship will move on to the fifth stage, which is ending. That could either be by choice, where each person decides that they no longer want to maintain the relationship, or it could be by circumstances. So for example, if we lose someone, that is also an ending, even though that's not something of our own choosing. Whatever type of relationship we're a part of, we want it to be a healthy relationship. Healthy relationships are among the most important needs of humans. They are helpful for our mental health, our physical health, and our feelings of well-being. We especially count on our medium and close relationships to be a source of strength when we're struggling and to help us build resilience. When there are no struggles and no adversity, our relationships are still important because they're supportive and they help provide meaning for our lives. This satisfies us cognitively, emotionally, and tangibly. In a healthy relationship, we feel understood, validated, and cared for. When our relationships are struggling or when they're in stage four or stage five, we begin to feel weak, needy, inadequate, indebted, guilty, controlling, over-involved. Our body expects interdependence, to have shared goals, and to have joint attention. When that doesn't happen, our body's response is to increase cognition and physiological effort. The brain goes into self-preservation mode, which then can increase loneliness and other negative effects, such as hypervigilance. We're always looking for threats. We don't really trust ourselves or others in different situations. Defensiveness. We find it hard to assume goodwill or to see the best in other people. Depressive symptoms can crop up. We begin to have more morning cortisol, so we wake up stressed after a full night's sleep. Actually, it may be difficult to get a full night's sleep because when our brain goes into self-preservation mode, it is difficult to fall asleep, to stay asleep, and the quality of sleep is decreased. The late Dr. Kachiopo used an analogy that made a great impression on me. He described the genes as a piano, the social environment as a pianist. So we can begin to see that much of what actually happens in our life, in our experience, is formed through our choices and through our relationships. Our social environment, the one that we create, the one that we curate, is a big part of the life that we live. Doctors Jim Cohen and Lane Beckers explore the idea of the self. I found it compelling that there is actually no self. We can touch our hands and our nose, but we can't actually touch ourselves. So what is this self? 
The self actually is more of a verb. It's a process that we go through. And it only exists and is defined through our relationships. We want to be in healthy relationships, positive relationships, because they help us develop healthy selves. When we have social networks and connections, we also have better physical health, and this protects us from cognitive decline. We'll be digging into some of the important elements of relationship this season. To prepare for the season, here are some topics for you to think about. When you think about the relationships in your life, how do each of the following concepts show up? Mutual respect. Reciprocity. Communication. The ability to deal with conflicts. Active listening. Establishing boundaries. Trust. These are some of the big ideas in relationship. And I'm very curious what matters to you in your relationships. Is trust the most important thing? Is commitment? What about excitement and play and fun and joy? Consider what's important to you in relationship, what's important to you to receive, and what is important to you to give. Today, my invitation to you is to think about what is the most important relationship to you. There is a video I'm going to add to the show notes from Stephen Covey. And it's a video about filling up your bucket. What do you put first? The tiny things? The things that are not so significant? Or do you put the big things? Do you even know what the big things are to you? For the whole of last season, we discussed self-acceptance and a big part of relationships is the relationship you have with yourself. I won't go into that so much since we spent so much time on it last season, but I do want you to think about what are the activities that you do that foster a positive relationship with yourself. Spend a few minutes and do some journaling or do some thinking or talk it out with a loved one. If you are to prioritize things and if you're filling up a bucket with your most important relationships, what's the relationship you're going to put in first? What's the one you want to make sure that you have time for on a regular basis? The second thing I'd like you to think about and discuss is what is the thing that you do regularly or what is the thing that you can do regularly to support having a positive relationship with yourself internally. I'd love to hear from you. So leave a comment on the show notes or leave a review using the link in the show notes. Let me know what's important to you about relationships. You can also email me your answer to those two questions at changesbigandsmall.com. As I go through this season, I will be bringing you lots of other episodes with experts and individuals. If you would like to be on the podcast to discuss relationships, let me know by filling out the contact form at changesbigandsmall.com or by sending me an email. I'm also going to be doing something exciting this season on November 2nd. There is going to be an interview live. Sunitha Narayanan and I will talk about how to be wholehearted in relationships. We'll look at what that means, what kind of mistakes people often make, 
what we can watch out for and how we can improve the ability to have conversations that are positive and enriching to our lives. That's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on November 2nd. I will, of course, be sharing more details on the blog, in the podcast, and on social media. So look out for the invitations and add it to your calendar. I hope you'll join us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. If you know someone who you think will benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them. Remember, change begins with one small step. Have a great week.